Join us on the My Name is Daughter podcast and learn how to live life as a daughter of God. Hello, and welcome to the My Name is Daughter podcast. I am Athena Avianet, and I am your host. I'm very grateful that you are here. I'm thankful that you even turned this on. Thank you so much for liking and sharing and commenting. All of those things mean so much to me, so I am very grateful. Um, I was thinking about um, a post that I did recently regarding Jesus not caring about our culture. And the fact of the matter is, is that he has given us certain commandments, certain rules to live by that he wants us to follow. And I had several people in the comments talk about, well, it's not right to have followers of Christ abide by certain rules, especially when they're in particular cultures and it's hard and all of those things. And while I completely understand that sentiment, it doesn't negate the fact that he said what he said, you know? And I think that sometimes we elevate what the culture wants us to do, what the culture says over what the word of God says, because we're more familiar with what the culture says. We're more immersed with what the culture says. We're more entertained by what the culture says and does. And so because the word of God is not necessarily entertaining and because the things that he wants us to do is not necessarily fun all the time, we think, oh, well, in this particular area, it's not necessarily something we have to follow or abide by completely. And I have been on this journey to read the Bible chronologically this year, and it is completely fascinating. I would encourage you to do so. It's a little bit awkward at times because you go from like one book to the other. You read like three verses of one book and then you go to another book and whatever. But it helps to put things in perspective. It helps to see how everything ties together. Um, when you can read all of the things that happen while they're happening versus you read about David's life in, you know, first Samuel and then you read about a psalm he wrote in Psalms and you're just like, what is going on? So it's really cool. And as I've been reading, the theme that I get, especially throughout uh, once the Israelites have left Egypt, God over and over and over and over and over talks about he is the Lord. Therefore, they need to do certain things. He reminds them of the things that he has done for them and how with that that mindset, they need to move forward and be obedient. He talks about oftentimes, like even Deuteronomy chapter 11, you shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. We forget that the Israelites were not just a people unto themselves. They were in Egypt and they still had to follow their own rules. They couldn't do what the Egyptians were doing where the Egyptians were following certain practices and bowing to idols and doing things with their own gods. They, the Jewish people, the Israelites, had to follow what God said because it didn't matter where they were. They were required to do what God told them to do based on the ancient traditions because God was going to keep his word to Abraham. And so they needed to keep their part of the bargain. And we are quick to default to culture, not remembering that the Israelites could not do so. Like I said before, over and over again, Jesus, uh, the God talks to them. That same chapter of Deuteronomy 11 says, 
in verse eight, you shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and take the possession of the land that you are going over to possess and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their offspring, a land flowing with milk and honey. They, God did so much work through Moses to tell the people, to prepare the people how to enter the land that he had, that he was bringing them to. Now, if you're not familiar with the story, I would obviously say go back and read it. Anything that I talk about, please go back and read. It is important to test whomever you are listening to to make sure that that I or whomever are taking things in context, not out of context, to serve whatever purpose. And so, you know, the, the Israelites prior to being in Egypt had their own space. The brothers sent Joseph off to Egypt because they were jealous. Joseph ends up reuniting with his brothers and then brings his family to Egypt. They were chilling in Egypt for a long time. And then all of a sudden, a new pharaoh comes who did not know Joseph and then enslaves the people. So they go from a place where they're nice and free and roaming around. All of a sudden, they become enslaved. And it's like, what's going on? And they've prayed for 400 years for a deliverer. And God calls on Moses. Moses comes. Um, at, at first, he is a part of the the group of people, the babies that the Pharaoh at that time were like, they're going to, they wanted to kill um, two year old and under, two years old and under. His mom says, not on my watch. And he and she um, makes a basket, sends it off in the river. The Pharaoh's daughter finds the basket, keeps baby Moses. She actually names him Moses and he grows up in the palace. Now, this is another thing, even with he, with um, chronologically, you don't realize until Hebrews, all the way at the end of the New Testament, that he basically renounces the fact that he is the Pharaoh's son, quote unquote. Like he he empathizes with his people. He knows who he is. So I'm sorry to, you know, break down or to dispel the Prince of Egypt. As much as I love that movie, it is inaccurate when it comes to this idea that he had no idea. And then, you know, they sing the beautiful song, but he did know who he was and he renounced essentially um the fact that he was the son of the pharaoh quote unquote and so he kills someone he runs off god calls him in a burning bush it was like no no you got to go back and you are the deliverer you got to go get the people he does all of these things there are all of these plagues they are now where they are and in the desert they were only supposed to be there for 11 days and because of their continued disobedience, God was like, nah, can't rock with y'all. We need to get rid of all y'all people. Moses intercedes. And then God was like, all right, I'm gonna let them die out. So here we are <laughs> in Deuteronomy where God is like, okay, it's time. Everybody else has basically died off. We're, we're getting ready to go in the promised land. And he gives them rules and he gives them statutes and he gives them things. They've been, he's been feeding them manna. Um, he's been feeding them quail. They've been complaining and complaining and complaining. If you go back, it says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 4, your clothing did not wear out on you and your foot did not swell these 40 years. That's the God that they serve. The God that they were complaining to consistently was the one that ensured that they were provided for. They were taken care of. They, they were taken care of. And he's continuing to talk about how the next place, the next level, this promise that they were about to enter into was a good space. And he was telling them, do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules. They have gone over, I mean, over and over. It talks about the things that they need to be doing. 
Do not do what other people are doing. That's not what I've called you to. You don't go in, take over the land, and then do what the people that you've conquered are doing. No, you are representative of me being God, and then you do what I tell you to do. I am a holy God. And that's the thing that sometimes we forget. It's not just about us not being like the culture that we're in. It's about us reflecting the God that we serve because the God that we serve is holy. The God that we, there's no one like him. That's what holiness means. He is set apart. He's special. And throughout the scriptures, we can see how special he is over and over in in different ways God reveals how different he is. We look at even the creation story where how we come about is out of love. It's out of the desire for God to be in relationship. Whereas several of creation stories in ancient cultures would talk about a fight or would talk about something negative and that's how we were birthed. That's not the God that we have. It talks about even with the rainbow. I've, I've discussed this briefly on um, Instagram posts where the the person that was in charge or the god would tell the his servant that the servant would have to be responsible for keeping the particular covenant and the servant would have to come up with a sign so that when um it was seen that the servant would keep his end of the bargain but here we have god painting this beautiful rainbow in the sky that people want to put up whether they defile it um, by using it for, you know, the LGBTQ uh, community or whether they just think it's beautiful. Here it is. Every time we see a rainbow, we are in awe. We are in awe. When I drive and I see a rainbow, let it not be a double rainbow, okay? Because I'm like, I need to pull over. <laughs> but people will take pictures of this rainbow, whether they know about the promise or not. But that was a symbol of God saying, this is my sign to you. Other gods in this area would do it opposite, but I am holy. I am set apart. I don't do what other people do. I don't do what other gods do. And not only that, the way that it is pointed would, would be as if the arrow were going to sh go straight to God, not in the other way. He is willing to take on the responsibility. That's the God we serve. The God that told Abraham, go into a deep sleep because I'm going to make a covenant with you. When in that time, the two people that would have, you know, one would be owed another, the person that was in debt, the person that was owing the other one, they would cut up an animal and they would spread out the pieces and they would walk through the pieces. And they said, if I don't keep my end of the bargain, you are allowed to do to me as I have done to this animal. And God puts Abraham into a deep sleep and has a moment of theophany where the God of the universe comes onto the earth. Essentially, it's God that that appears and he walks through these pieces and says, if I don't keep my word as the God, as the one that you owe something to, then you could do to me as I have done, as, 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 as the pieces are here. That's the kind of God we serve. The God that wouldn't force people to, to, to do certain things like everybody else. That's the God we serve. That's the God that is asking us to do certain things. So when we focus so much on the, oh, it's hard and culture, blah, 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 we are allowing the enemy to shift our focus off of the more important thing, which is God gave everything for us and he's requiring everything from us. He didn't skimp. He didn't take plan B, C, D, E, F and when he was doing whatever he was doing. 
It's because of our sin that Jesus had to come. But ultimately, when we th- when we look at the original plan of the garden, it was for God always to be in close proximity with us. That's why when it says, Adam, where are you? It's the idea is that you're supposed to be here and I can't find you. We are in relationship with each other. What happened? Why are you not where you are? And then it's, did you disobey? Did you not keep your part of the bargain? Because I showed up when I was supposed to show up. They did what I was supposed to do. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that's saying, listen, keep all of my commands and not just to do it for funsies. (laughs) He wants us to do it because then he's like, if you obey, you will have the covering. You will have the provision. You will have the favor. You will walk in a way that is holy like me because you reflect me we reflect god and when we try to separate that that's when it's easy to do our own thing that's when it's easy to have sex before marriage that's when it's easy to gossip that's when it's easy to lie that's when it's easy to do these things and i know that we elevate certain sins over others and we got to stop doing that because when we look in scriptures it puts anger and rage um and jealousy and discord in the same way of killing people because it's another example it's not about our standards with each other it's about the standard that god has set it even talks about the idea of when everybody did what was right in their own eyes it happened several times in the scriptures and god's like no 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 that's not how we're gonna do this that's not how we're gonna do this and i'm i'm telling you This is the way that it works. So even when they were taking possession of a land from the people that were pagan, the people that didn't serve God, God was very clear to be like, when you take them over, because I'm going to be with you, you're going to be able to drive them out, tear down all of those things, get rid of the evil that is among you, tear down their poles, don't marry them, don't do these things. Because the point is that it needs to reflect him. Everything we do needs to reflect God. And again, we forget that. We do have free will, yes. But at the end of the day, we need to remember, what is the thing that I'm doing reflecting God? You know, sometimes it's not going to be cut and dry. Because it's not going to be like, well, you know, I can't even think of an example Honestly, I can't think of an example. Okay, so maybe I'm I'm looking at my closet right now. So maybe it's like the clothes, okay? The white shirt versus the blue shirt. They're both going to reflect God. Have at it. You know what I mean? But it's a matter of being open for God to speak and say, we're the white one today. And I've heard several stories and I've had experiences where I was going to wear something. God was like, wear this other thing. And sometimes I listened and sometimes I don't because we never know. We never know. I mean, we're quick to be like, God, show me a sign. If the next person I see wears a red thing, then I know it's you. And God is gracious, just like he was gracious to Gideon and do the whole fleece thing. But if that person never wears the red thing, you know what I mean? Like if they're, they don't allow themselves to be used in that way, then God can basically God can use anything. And I'm not saying you have to go into, you know, 10 minutes of deep prayer about what you're going to wear but we should always have that in 
our minds. We should always have the idea of, does this thing that I'm doing, I'm wearing, I'm saying, I'm thinking reflect you? That's why I love it when it's like, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. Let the thing that's in private be pleasing. Even the people, even though people can't see what I do in private, let even that be pleasing. Let even that be above reproach. Let even that be holy. I think about how even after they get to the promised land, you're talking about the the the, the Jewish people in a Roman culture. They were literally being persecuted. And yet they followed what God had for them. They followed their ways. They followed their customs. They followed their celebrations. And they were persecuted. That was real persecution. They were being killed. We're upset about when people make fun of us. Oh, you've never seen that movie? And trust me, this is my life. For a long time, I was not allowed to go to the movie theater. It was just, and I'm sure there are some of you that share in my experience. And I was left out of love. There are movies to this day classic iconic movies I have never seen and when those enter into the conversation I'm like yeah I used to be embarrassed there was times where I used to lie and just try just to try to be a part of it and I had to come to terms with like it is what it is I've never seen the movie and we're just gonna move on I've never heard that song and we're just gonna move on and if I wanted to take the time to catch up then I could but I don't I don't have that kind of time it's not that serious for me to see a random movie (laughs) but it took me some time to get there and the Jewish people experienced that throughout throughout where they did not do what the people in the culture and that's isn't that the it's so beautiful I love that God does that I love that it's like it doesn't matter like I said before it doesn't matter where you are you can serve God no matter what. There are people over the world, all over the world being persecuted. There are people in hiding and they're choosing to serve the Lord. I'm sure that we could find it on the inside of us to not watch certain movies, to not listen to certain music, to not read certain books. Because there's a whole culture out there with these books are just inappropriate. They're inappropriate and it's not okay. Some of us are going to not be able to drink alcohol because that's what we've been called to. And others may have that freedom. The point is, is that we need to be submitted to the spirit of God that's going to tell us how he wants our lives to reflect him. Because the way that God's calling you to reflect him might be different than the way that God has called me to reflect him. And even among the Jewish people that happened, because you have different people doing different things. And when they get it twisted is when things go awry. Hence the judges. (laughs) That in, you know, the book of Judges, they follow God. He protects them. They disobey. He removes the covering. They get attacked or whatever. And then they cry out to God. God sends a judge. The judge, um, you know, delivers them. And then they follow God. And then the cycle keeps going over and over and round and round. The mulberry bush, the monkey chases the weasel. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... I get what it is like to be the only one. But that is God. He's the only one. He is holy. He is righteous. He is faithful. He is true. And especially if you have even listened to season one, the first episode with the questions, and 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 you haven't experienced a father or a, a, a figure in your life that is not 
consistent, that doesn't keep its keep his word, then you're it's going to be hard for you to translate. But I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you can grasp these concepts where it's like you want to be like your heavenly father. There are some of you that are still hurting from the fact that your father was not a good father. He might have been abusive in whatever capacity, emotional, physical, mental, all of those things. And so you'd be like, how why I would never want to be like my father. But your heavenly father is perfect and your heavenly father is good and your heavenly father is kind and your heavenly father is loving and your heavenly father takes care of you and your heavenly father provides for you and your heavenly father never leaves you even though your earthly father might have. Even in death, it doesn't even have to be that they're, they're a bad father. It could be that they've passed, that he's passed away. God is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And I pray for healing over your heart. I pray for healing over your mind. I pray for healing over your body. I pray that those things be released in the name of Jesus, that your mindset would be elevated to the mind of Christ, that you would dive deep into his word and find out how he has revealed himself as father, how he can say, I'm not like anybody else, even the best of fathers that you might have seen around you. I'm better than them. Follow what I say, because it is the best possible thing for your life. It is the best way that you could ever go. How dare we think that our ways are better, that our ways are higher. But thank God he allows us to continue to come to him and continue to repent. Thank God he's so gracious and he is so kind. So I just want to end right there, wrapping up the idea that our culture does not dictate our character. Our culture does not dictate what we do. Our culture does not dictate our mindset, but God is the one that does those things. And when we are obedient, then he will protect us and do all of the things that he has promised throughout his word. Father, I pray for your daughters in the name of Jesus. I pray that they would remember who they are. I pray that they remember who you are and you are holy and you are holy and you are holy. There is nobody like you. And I pray that we would behave with reverence and we would behave in awe and we would behave in wonder so much so that we immediately respond in worship and then walking out your will for us. And the times that we will fall, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory, that we can run to your throne of grace with boldness and we can repent quickly and we can do what we need to do. We can make the decision and turn it around in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Please follow, like, share, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so this message can get to as many women as possible who need to know their identity in Christ. Thanks for rocking with me. I appreciate you.